Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all. But then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick Brown, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Real Pod. Thanks for tuning in. Another Wednesday, another episode. But actually, it's not just another episode. I honestly, I never feel like they're just another episode because every episode is special to me. But this one is very special because we're welcoming back a guest that we've already had the pleasure of speaking with. That's Danielle Wilson. I love her. Her first episode is so good. It's so timeless. She talks about finding your why. She talks about fitness. She talks about her journey to accepting herself and her body and her build. And I loved my conversation with her. We've been friends on social media ever since, messaging back and forth. And then recently, it seemed like Danielle was really going through something. And I was worried. Her community was worried. No one was really sure what was going on. And actually, Danielle will share today. She didn't even know what was going on. I'm so grateful that she felt like this was a safe space to come on and share what she was going through, especially with her body, her mental health, what she learned about it, and to be so vulnerable because this is the kind of thing that we go through in life, not only as people, but especially as women. I know I related to her story. I have PCOS. I talk about this on Instagram, but this shows up differently for everyone. And the biggest thing we can do to help one another is to share our stories and to talk because then we can continue learning and asking questions and really getting to the bottom of our health. 
For anyone who's not familiar with Danielle, she's an athlete, a trainer. She's a content creator. She has hundreds of thousands of followers who all look to her for workout and fitness guidance. I love her content and I know you're going to love her too. So make sure you check out her socials, give her a follow. And without further ado, please help me welcome her back to RealPod. Let's get into this conversation with Danielle Wilson. Danielle, I'm so excited. You were on in 2021. It's been almost three years and I've loved following you ever since. I feel like you're one of the few people who really shows up as your authentic self online. And I feel like I've followed so many ups and downs that we've had since we last talked. Same for me. So I was like, I think I messaged you like, we need to do this again and just catch up on everything. (laughs) Yeah, no, when I saw your message, I was like, I had just posted some things about really going, I've been really going through some things. I feel like I've been in the trenches lately. And I think you messaged me when I, when I kind of started to see that light at the end of the tunnel. So I was like, best friend catch up. We need to, we need to get back together somehow and just like catch up on each other's lives. Yay. I'm so excited. And you're not alone. I was crying last night in bed. Max is like sleeping sound asleep. I have like silent tears down my face. Like, do I wake him up? It's just like when you feel so overwhelmed, overwhelmed and stressed. I'm also currently on my period, not to blame it on my period, but we're PCOS sisters. Now I just feel like I understand you on a whole new level. (laughs) I feel like it's so different for everyone. And I really want to hear about what your hormone journey has been like. When you say you feel like you've been in the trenches, you're coming out to see the light. Sorry, I'm going to shove you right back in the tunnel. What was the deep, dark part of your trenches? Let me grab my shovel. Let's go. (laughs) So July of last year was probably the last time that I felt normal in my skin and in my body and with my cycle. And ever since this like July, August period, I started noticing things with my cycle going off. I've always had heavy periods. I've always had somewhat irregular periods, but I started getting a lot of anxiety around my period being super late. And that was kind of the first red flag of, okay, something is just off here. Because I know I'm, I'm being a responsible adult. What is happening right. here? That was kind of my first big red flag. And then came the weight, which for me in the fitness industry, I'm supposed to know what I'm talking about. And I'm supposed to lead by example in the fitness industry. However, all of a sudden, I'm gaining weight every single day. My body is growing and growing and growing. And I feel like I am doing everything right. I haven't changed anything. My diet is on, on point. It's not more on point than it used to be. My my workouts are more intense. So I'm, I'm ramping that up, right? Thinking that I'm going to be able to rebalance the scales. Maybe I'm just getting older and I need to work harder. I grew up an athlete. You understand this. When when something is going wrong, it's like, okay, you're not working hard enough. You need to, you need to grind more. You're not committed enough. You need to figure it out. So that was my initial mindset going into this. So I started gaining this weight my acne started flaring up really bad. I started getting super depressed, very anxious. And the anxiety only doubled when I realized that this weight gain was felt out of my control. I had wild cravings. In the middle of the night, I would wake up and run to my pantry and stuff my face and then just cry because I, I felt like I had no control over 
what I was consuming. And I had no control over the outcome. I was very moody, very irritable. I'd actually, this was around the time I had just gotten into a new relationship. So bless his soul. He came in while I was riding high. And then I kind of just went off the cliff. And he has been an amazing partner through some of the worst days that I have seen this far in my life. But those were kind of the warning signs of, okay, something's not right here. Something is wrong. And then, you know, really just blaming that all on myself of not being good enough, not working hard enough. And that only, you know, doubles and triples the anxiety that you feel around your body. Uh, It got to the point where I couldn't even walk into the gym because I felt like the mirrors in the gym were attacking me and closing in on me. And I had never felt that before. The gym is the place where I'm supposed to feel safe. It's where I'm supposed to be most myself. It's it's my career. It's it's where I go for my therapy. It's how I help women around the world. And now I can't even walk into that space with confidence because I feel like I don't belong there. And this is all just like the storyline in my head. Obviously, that's not true. All body types, sizes, no matter what you're going through, always belongs in the gym. But that just goes to show this negative mindset that was just playing in my head and this negative storyline that I just could not escape. So much comes up as you share that. And first of all, thank you for being so incredibly vulnerable and raw. These are the types of things people just don't want to talk about. And there's a lot of shame. And it does stem from, especially when it comes to women and like the lack of information and knowledge we have about women's health and the way that we don't always know the answers. And it's like, I can so see how the thought is, well, I just should eat less or I just should work Mm -hmm. out more or... I'm just being moody, you know, and not actually going deeper. And also how society would probably contribute to that in making you feel like there's not something else to uncover. So what was it that got you first thinking there's something more here? I think there was a very significant period where I did not get out of bed for two weeks. That is so unlike my character. And I want to, I don't want to cry, but I like just even putting myself back in that bed. It's hard because I felt like I didn't see a way out. I didn't see a way back to my body, back to my normal self, back to Danielle. And when you're laying there and you feel like you have no control and you feel like anything that you try to do is just in vain. It's like, well, why do I even try? Why? And I recognized that that was a very dangerous thought to have, especially for, you know, the people in my life that cared about me, that were checking in on me and for my career. I'm paid to show up on social media every day and motivate women. What is motivating about not being able to get out of bed for two weeks? So I went dark on social media. I did not post anything for two, three-ish weeks while I hit that rock bottom, I guess you could say. At that time, I thought it was rock bottom. It, It got worse after that. But I recognized that that was not normal. And those thoughts were getting darker than I ever thought they could for someone who had never taken like suicidal ideation and thought that that was possible for them. Someone who 
knows that they would never follow through, but just like thinking about what, like, would anybody miss me if I was gone? And that is kind of what jolted me awake and what jolted me into, okay, you got you to gotta figure this out. You got to dig deeper. Like, you can't just lay down and, and die here. You have to get up and at least fight. So that's kind of what prompted me to start telling people what was actually going on and just doing my own little research on just Googling my symptoms and trying to figure out what I was going, what this could possibly be. And, you know, I, I saw the symptoms and everything on, on Google and I, I thought for a while, okay, maybe this is it. But, you know, you never want to just accept a diagnosis. So I kind of was putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And then I finally, my mom and my best friend actually, and my boyfriend pushed me to start making actual doctor's appointments to figure out what was going on. I don't know why I had a fear around going to the doctor and actually getting diagnosed. Like I knew something was wrong, but I just felt the man, okay, you can handle this. You can figure it out. Like you don't need to go to the doctor. And for some reason, not having a diagnosis felt like it, it wouldn't be real. I guess maybe maybe that's why I, I put it off for so long. But there were six months of just kind of like muddling through the forest, trying to figure out what was going on without really any actual answers until I decided to make those appointments to go to the doctor finally. This episode is sponsored by AG1, my absolute favorite. I can't say enough about how much I love AG1. If you follow my Instagram, you see that I am drinking it, slurping it, attempting to chug it almost every single morning. And on my better days, Max actually does make it for me and brings it to me, which is really sweet and all time. I highly recommend to have someone else shake up your AG1 and give it to you if you can. But if not, it's like literally the easiest thing ever. All you do is you grab your shaker or you grab a water bottle or anything like that. You put your water in. You use one scoop of AG1 powder. You shake that, stir it, mix it, whatever you want, and you're done. There it is. Your AG1 is ready to go. And I love it because it's a daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health all in one. So instead of taking like tons of vitamins and tons of supplements and having to worry about all of that, AG1 makes it super simple by having all the important nutrients that your body needs in this one simple scoop. I've been drinking AG1 for about three years now. The biggest place I notice it is just with my system and my gut. I'm always feeling healthy and I'm in rhythm when I'm taking my AG1. And when I'm on the road, I take my travel packs. And if you want some travel packs, you can actually get five free travel packs and a year-free supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash realpod. That's drinkag1.com slash realpod to get five free AG1 travel packs and a year-free supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Drink ag1.com slash realpod. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I love therapy. I literally went yesterday. I look so forward to it, especially when I'm going through something in my life that I'm struggling with and I need help finding the answers. However, whether you're also going through something and you're looking for answers or you're simply navigating your environment at work or communication with friends and family or just figuring out what is the right path for you in life. 
it turns out that a great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. And therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of those negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Also, if you've been thinking about it and mulling it over, please consider this the words of encouragement and sign you've been looking for that you can do this and talking to someone really, really does help. I'm speaking from personal experience. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, better, H-E-L-P dot com slash RealPod to get 10% off your first month today. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Edu slash podcast. I'm really moved by everything that you said, especially your, I'm just going to say it, like suicidal ideation. It can feel so scary and like it's this thing that like was never supposed to be you or like that's mm-hmm. not me. Like I have empathy for other people, but like right. that I'm not going to ever be there because I'm an overachiever or I'm successful or I get my shit done. And I had similar thoughts when I was in college, just feeling like I don't like living in this and I Mm -hmm. don't feel like there's a situation where I can change it. So the idea of like pausing it or escaping it is something like that we then fantasize about. And I don't know if you had like these moments where it's whether like people are talking to you or you're watching someone laugh or you're looking outside, but like in your mind, nothing matters and everything feels like black and white. Like other people live in color and you're living in black and white because the depression is like a fog. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. I can definitely relate. And especially when you're doom scrolling on Instagram, everything feels like everybody else is living in this colorful life and everybody else is motivating, getting their content up, like creating. And you're just, you know, sitting there in black and white, watching it all pass you by. When you said that you took weeks off of social media, I want people listening to understand, like, that's not something that probably even made you feel better. Like you had a break. If someone told me I couldn't post for a week, the anxiety I would have that the people that follow me are going to forget about me. They won't care. I'm going to lose my engagement. 
You know, like I've heard horror stories from other creators being like, oh, never take a a week off because like you won't get your engagement back or something. Like, how do you take a break when you need one when your duty, I don't know if that's the right term, but is feeling like you're supposed to document and be positive. And like you said, I mean, you are inspiring and motivating others. They're usually struggling to get up and you're the one who's like, here's the reason why you should get up. And so did you have any imposter syndrome because you felt like, wait, then who am I if I'm not the one that's motivating them? Oh, 100%. I, that, that's what I meant kind of when I was like, well, what's motivating about the way that I feel right now? This is this is not what I want to put in anyone's face too. I, I also felt like I want to be that bright light on social media. I want to be an escape for people and have them come to my page and walk away joyful. And I just felt the farthest from that. And I've just never been someone who can think that easily. And props to my community and just, I know that they knew something was wrong. And like you said, it doesn't feel like a break or a vacation because, you know, three days pass, you don't really get any DMs, but that like fourth or fifth day where you haven't had a story, you haven't had a post and people are used to your daily posting every single day, looking forward to it. People telling you that they start their day with your pep talks and, you know, they haven't, I've been dark for over a week. You start getting these DMs like, hey, are you okay? Hey, checking in on you. And I just started seeing those piling up and piling up and piling up and piling up. And the anxiety that I felt knowing that people were looking for me and waiting for me, yet I wasn't able to show up for them in the way that I felt like they deserved was crushing. It made me feel even worse. I'm thinking about where you your head would be and not feeling like you even have the answer, right, for those. Like, what's going on? What's wrong? Where are you? And then on the other side of that, you also feeling like I don't actually have the answer when it comes to depression a lot of the time. So of course, it can be sparked by grief or loss or a tragic event in your life. But my experience with it was like this really slow build and then this gaslighting and guilt tripping of myself of like, I don't know if you ever feel this way. I think there's someone out there who would love to have the social media platform that I have or the, the this that I have. And like, I'm, you know, here in this. And like, so then you guilt trip and you tell yourself, I don't deserve to be depressed. I don't deserve to be sad. You know, I have this in my life or maybe you're thinking I now have this great partner, but then you can't like show up in the way that you want. And when you mentioned the diagnosis part of it, it's twofold because when you don't have it, you could be feeling like you need that validation. But then when you do get it, you're like, oh, fuck, that's like a scarlet A or something on my resume now. The first time I was told binge eating disorder, I like kept a fine face. And then I went home and I remember being at like a crosswalk at at school and like actually sobbing, thinking, wow, those words are now associated with me. Like it's a big identity thing, you know, to have that sort of feeling. But for some people, a diagnosis can provide a lot of clarity. And I know for you, it was the diagnosis and the understanding of what was going on in your body that started to reveal the light at the end of the tunnel. So how many doctors or conversations did it take for you to feel like you were finally getting at something? My medical journey was a little bit more cumbersome than I think it should have been. I own my own business. Insurance is very expensive. And I would never really, I'm not someone who is great with her yearly checkups, things like that. 
So when I needed to go to the doctor, I found out that the insurance plan that I had been paid for did not cover any specialized visits or any testing or anything like that. I got the runaround from my insurance company trying to find a place that would finally just see me and just take me in and even allow me to have the test. I would offer to pay out of pocket for the ultrasounds that I needed and things like that. And they wouldn't even accept me. My heart goes out to women all over the world that don't have, or this country that don't have insurance that they can't go and get answers uh, because I was there. And that is just the most defeating feeling ever. It's like, they don't want you to get better is what that mindset starts to come in your head. So for me, I saw an an internal medicine doctor uh, for a bunch of different, kind of like a general physical. I saw an OBGYN who gave me my, finally, I, I got on a new insurance plan, an interim plan that took me on and let me get my ultrasound. I did my ultrasound at my OBGYN, and then I actually found a functional medicine doctor that was in Chicago, and we started doing functional lab testing, hormone panels, cortisol testing, dual testing, literally every single thing that could come out of a person's body, I got tested. And that was actually, you know, the most eye-opening experience because, again, that none of that testing is covered by insurance. So I'm, I'm blessed and very privileged to be able to afford to go to a functional medicine doctor to get this type of functional lab testing where their goal is to not just look at the symptoms, but to go to the root cause of those symptoms. And all of those different diagnoses together kind of started to paint a picture of what was actually going on. I wish I could like reach through the Zoom and give you a big hug. I wish we were doing this in person because this whole story and like what you went through and I had no idea. I mean, I obviously saw that you were struggling and I I read your posts about, you know, what you were learning, but it just goes to show that like we can never really know what's fully going on with someone or how they're really feeling just in an Instagram post or just through what we see online. And I'm so glad that you did have this opportunity to finally start to figure out like what was going on. How did you feel when you first were told about this? I know a lot of women, when they hear they have PCOS, they get scared. They're like, can I have kids? Like that's immediately what people sometimes go to. Polycystic ovarian syndrome, for anyone listening who hadn't heard the acronym, what was your experience like processing that there was something different about you? Yeah, so I remember light, and this might be TMI, I remember laying on the ultrasound table and the nurse was taking a long time. Like she was inside me for an obscene amount of time. And I was like, okay, she definitely found something. So like, I just remember this anxiety building up because- Was it an ultrasound? way too long. Yes. Okay. So yeah, she's like, I mean, I have this, like they're looking to showing you like all the like, what is it? The little black circles in your uterus, right? Like- I'm yes. like, why are there holes in me? I'm like, I'm getting tri- trichophobia. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, of course, putting your feet in those stirrups is just intimidating. Oh, yeah. At all times. But then, yeah, and she was, you know, showing me all the things, but she wasn't really, you know, describing anything left that to the doctor. So it was just very, it was like me and her with her thing way up there and just silence. 
it was just a very uncomfortable experience. You're like, am I having the triplets? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, can we? This is very intimate, man. And then finally, the doctor comes in. She tells me I have upwards of 20 cysts on my right ovary and about 10 cysts on my left ovary. And if you're not familiar with how to diagnose PCOS, there's three main symptoms that you kind of have to show or have. And then they can kind of make that confirming diagnosis then. And that is the actual cysts on the ovaries, elevated testosterone levels that she saw on my sex hormone panels, and then the irregular periods. So if you have all three of I think it's if you have all three of those and you check all those boxes, more than likely you have PCOS. So then, but they see, but see your doctors, you but yes, <laughs> fully. Yeah. Well, when I was little and they told me I had higher testosterone, I was like, so am I a guy? And the doctor was like, yeah. no, but I was like, that doesn't make me feel too great as like a 15 year old. <laughs> I know. And you know, for someone, okay, so my dad, for those who don't know, played in the NFL. So I have always grown up with like these linebacker shoulders, people used to make fun of me. I'm just naturally a larger body, stronger, more muscular. So I'm like, this is it. This is why I have all this extra testosterone coursing through my body because of my dad. And like your brain just goes into crazy thought patterns. But no, 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 that is not the case. All women have testosterone. But it did explain some, you know, extra... I've, I've been lucky that I don't have a, a real lot of extra facial hair, but you know, those times where you're looking in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, there's a chin here. And like, and then <laughs> no, I'm really exposing uh, myself. No, Danielle, but that like is. you're preaching to the choir. I am so hairy. My arms are hairier than my brother's. I have lots of hair. I mean, my happy trail around the nipples. All right, if they made it this far in the episode, you know, I feel like no one's judging us. But like, like my hair from my bikini line is like halfway down my inner thigh. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Great. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. So yeah, but the PCOS diagnosis didn't really come as a surprise to me. I felt like that was, it felt confirming in a sense. However, the thing that surprised me the most and also gave me the most peace, I'd say was the PMDD diagnosis because I had never heard of that acronym in my entire life. And I think it is a crime that women growing up don't know or aren't taught about these things. I, as the doctor was asking me questions about my anxiety, my depression, my moodiness, my fatigue, my, my increased appetite, all of the things that my missed periods, all the things that, you know, really kept me in those deep, dark places. She was like, well, have you noticed them to be cyclical at all? And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, so, you know, after your period comes, do you feel better? And I thought about it and I was like, oh my God, you're right. After I get my period, the rain clouds go away. And as soon as I get my period, I'm like, oh, you silly girl, you were just worried about nothing. And I realized that it is the like seven to 14 days before my period where my premenstrual dysphoria symptoms have me spinning out of whack. And if you're not 
familiar with PMDD like I wasn't. Not to cut you off. I'm I'm not. And I just want to say that because it's like I'm 26. I have PCOS. I don't even I don't even know. So I'm an example of someone who just doesn't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm so grateful that they had something to confirm what was going on because a lot of women can just say, oh, she's PMSing. Like, oh, she has really bad PMS. But there is a thing called PMDD that is basically PMS on steroids. Everything is your your mood swings times 10, your anxiety times 10, depression times 10. What And it, every, it might look different for every woman, but basically it is extreme PMS symptoms and then some. And I think there's just this there's this storyline around women acting crazy and being irrational and being hysterical or just hormonal. And to hear that there was actually a diagnosis for this and this wasn't in my head, I wasn't going crazy, I wasn't broken, I wasn't hysterical, I wasn't making any of this up. To hear that that was actually a real thing that other women are struggling with gave me peace in a way gave me peace after the fact. I left that doctor's office. I got in my car and I started bawling because none of this is real. I have PCOS. I have PMBD. And now I have to work harder to figure out how to get myself to manage these symptoms. And it just honestly, it felt really unfair. And I remember posting a selfie of me crying and just, you know, telling people, you know, like didn't get great news. And I know that there's so many people struggling with so many worse things in the world. However, I chose in that moment to just share my raw emotions because they're very real to me. And I was bawling. I felt very much like a victim in ways. And then, you know, a couple of days later, I always say, give yourself time to sit in those feelings because they are valid. But then there comes a time where you have to decide, okay, well, what am I going to do about this? Am I going to let this define me? Am I going to use this story to help other women? Or am I going to just keep with this victim mentality? And, you know, I, I, I chose the former and I'm doing whatever I can, doing my best even though I don't have all the answers. And sometimes I feel bad answering questions about PCOS because I'm not an expert. I'm honestly just going from my own personal experience and every woman's body is going to be so different and respond differently to different things. So I feel bad sometimes answering questions and I don't want to pose myself as this expert on PCOS and I don't want PMDD to become my entire personality or my brand. I just want to be able to show women that this doesn't have to be a defining diagnosis and that you can you know, carve your own path and carve your own character through this. All right, if you've been listening to RealPod for a while now or you've just started, you still have probably heard me rave about how much I love Element. This tasty electrolyte drink mix is truly one of my favorite things ever. 
Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte drink needs and is perfectly suited for anyone, no matter what sort of dietary restrictions you might have. And it's important because electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in our body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. An element can help prevent and eliminate the headaches, the muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, and other common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. I want to shout out the raspberry flavor it is my favorite. I've tried them all, and the raspberry one is the one that I keep coming back to. I'd say a close second is citrus, and then I also like orange. Those are my top three. And if you want to try all eight flavors right now, Element is offering RealPod listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. So that's a great way to try all the eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend of yours. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash realpod. This deal is only available through my link, okay? So definitely check it out. Just go to drinkelement, that's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash realpod. This deal is only available through that link, drinkelement.com slash realpod. And one more thing, it's totally risk-free. So you really have nothing to lose. If you're going to be traveling and looking for a great place to stay, look no further than Weston. Weston hotels make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling. They have signature offers like a variety of fitness options. So if you're trying to keep working out on the road, you can get that in. I know for me, I've got a really good physical fitness routine in person at home right now. But when I go on the road, that's often where I'm not moving my body as much as I would like to or that my body would like to be moving. So just knowing that at Weston, they have so many different fitness options to help you no matter what your wellness routine is, is amazing. And they have state-of-the-art equipment in their Weston workout fitness studios. They also have three and five mile scenic running maps, making it easy for you to find the best route to explore on foot. I always need to go out for fresh air on a walk, no matter what hotel or where I'm staying, just to get out of the room and like out of whatever I'm doing on the trip. So I would for sure be getting this run map if I was staying at Weston, but I would run it. I'd probably walk it. Let's be real. But still, the map would be clutch. Not to mention, customize your workout while on the go with the Hyperice and Bala products to borrow during your stay. I mean, Hyperice, wow. The former athlete in me is like big Hyperice fan. Find wellness on your next stay at Weston because at Weston Hotels, there's amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well and sleep well so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next stay at Weston. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you say like you're not an expert, a thought that I have is like, who is? And it's so hard to find one because I once had a doctor that was like a male doctor, OBGYN, who was like, I was switching OBGYNs when I moved to LA and he was like, oh, PCOS. He was like, they make that seem like a big thing. It's nothing. And like brushed it off and didn't say anything to me about it. And then like I wow. kept staying on the pill and then I kept having depressive mood swings. I was just depressed once a month. And then I found a new, more holistic, modern doctor who then took my hormone panels and got me off the pill. And I was inducing progesterone. And like now it's like I don't have those depressive mood swings, you know, so it's but it's wild that like a doctor in a white coat looked at me and literally waved the hand like, oh, PCOS, you know. So that's the other hard mm -hmm. thing is like I think it is important to talk about our experiences and hopefully people know like 
of course, they shouldn't do exactly what you've done or I've done and do the, but it, it is important because then no one talks about it. And then maybe this is an episode where someone's listening, thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm going to make that appointment or I'm going to do some research because of like how transparent you've been, which is why it's so important for us to have this conversation. But for your vulnerability, it's so incredibly moving. It's crazy how like health is so important. And not only is access incredibly limited and there's so many issues with it. And it's like hard for people to make their appointments and like stay up to it. Like it's like, you know, it just sometimes it can feel like a lot too. like I have all this stuff to do with work or my family or relationships. And now I have to track my symptoms and my flow and my vitamins. And then when I'm on my period, I got to find time to go to the doctors to get my blood drawn again. You know what I'm saying? So what has been your now approach? Do you feel more stability with your hormones? Yeah, I think it's important to know that I am past some of the darker times. But as with anything, progress is not linear. I still have days where like you said yesterday, I, you know, I was, I'm, I cry and I want to stay in bed. I'm super fatigued. I, I find that those days are when I'm very mentally stressed and into my luteal phase when I just feel more sensitive and I feel things more deeply and everything just feels much more overwhelming. I definitely still have those days and those moments. The things that I have done, and I guess this is this is something that I've been struggling with because a lot of people come to me and say, okay, well, what have you done? What's been working? And I really can't put a pinpoint on anything because I did a 180 on absolutely everything at the same time. So I don't know whether it's one thing that I've done or the combination of two or three things or everything that I've done that has helped in any way. But mainly for me, was the first thing and probably the most difficult thing for me has been pulling back in the gym. And I was a competitive gymnast since I was, you know, three or four, I've been in the gym and I had trained hard my entire life and it has been high intensity, heavier weight, the better. And when I got into training, you know, it was I hate to say this, but sometimes, you know, the heavier the weight, the more views and the the better you look, the harder that you train, the more committed you are, the more substantial you feel online. And, and when that's the brand that I was, you know, creating and in the fitness industry, it's so very toxic. All of the messaging that now, now that I have this new perspective on what movement should feel like for your body, everything just so... The no days off mentality just rides my gears. But and just like everything that we were taught as competitive athletes is just so backwards, especially for females. And I have started to listen to my body in a different way and, and push it less, understanding that that is harder and more difficult than going more intense in the gym because I want to. It's easy for me to go in the gym and grind it out. It's hard for me to walk away and say, you know what, this is enough for me today. I'm good. I need to prioritize recovery. Yeah. So I've really found strength in pulling back and saying no and giving my body a break and finding different ways to move. I am outside more. I'm walking five times a week outside as movement and knowing that that is just as good, if not better for my body than deadlifting 315 pounds, you know? Yeah. 
So from a movement and a physicality standpoint, those are that's kind of how my mindset has changed around that. When it comes to food, which is, there's this whole notion around, I'm going to heal my PCOS through my diet. And Sorry, like I, just to interject, I don't know if you had this experience. I had an OBGYN tell me the second that I said PCOS, okay, so cut all gluten and dairy. I'm like, do you yeah. realize you just looked at someone who had an eating disorder and said, cut all gluten and dairy? Like, first of all, like, hi, what's your name? Secondly, like, no, I'm not just going to cut. Two- you didn't even ask me if I feel bloated or if those affect me. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. There's this just like, you know, blanket statement about food. And then people can develop eating disorders from trying to follow a plan that their doctor told them. And then they're shaming themselves. Well, if I have cheese, I'm like killing myself because of my right. health. You know, I had experience with that and it like really tugs on me. What was yours like? Yeah. For me, that is, she basically told me a similar thing. She said to, and for me, it was cutting out protein, which is like, what? Uh, hello, have you seen my muscles? Do you know what I do for a living? Like protein is my life. What do you mean? What she told me when she diagnosed me with PCOS was, well, you're already pretty physically active, so that's good. Just follow a Mediterranean diet and then we can give you some antidepressants and birth control and you should be fine. What? Wait, that is, That's what the what hell is told. a Mediterranean diet? You only go to Greek restaurants? Like, and not, first of all, Greek food is my favorite food. So I was like, yes, we got this. Like, <laughs> I'm in there. But a Mediterranean style diet is, you know, it's basically like healthy fats. Lots of fiber, yeah. fish, yes, vegetables. And and that's something that I kind of was already doing. But she, it doesn't have, you know, steaks and heavy proteins and things like that. And that was something that my functional medicine doctor actually said, okay, Mediterranean style diet is great. The fatty acids from the fish and the olive oil will be great for your inflammation because that that was my main, I can't even believe I haven't said the word inflammation yet on this podcast. <laughs> the inflammation that I experienced was so brutal. I looked bloated at all hours of the day. It didn't matter what I ate at any time. So she said, that's great. That'll help your inflammation. But you need to be eating protein and you're low in iron. So anytime that you can have a nice juicy steak, like eat that steak. So I kind of took that as, okay, Mediterranean style diet. Let's get these healthy fats in, vegetable fiber forward and, you know, lean meats and and get in my protein. So that's kind of the approach that I've been taking with food. On the internet, there's so many different blogs and articles and tell you what to eat, how to eat, when to eat. And it just gives me like 2007 Pinterest board vibes. Yeah. And I just can't. I just can't. No, I can't deal with that. I completely agree. Like you have to figure out what works best for you. And if when you eat steak, you don't feel like you get inflamed or you're bloated or the discomfort, like then it's a food that works for you. And I don't notice anything when I have dairy or gluten that makes me think that I shouldn't be eating it. Like And honestly, after she said that, I remember like looking at cheese really weirdly for like a week, you know, so it's that's another thing. Going back to your crying in the car, just the thought of like, okay, now every time I eat a meal, I've got to think about this thing. And also with Mm. the PMDD, we get a period once a month. So what do you get like one week off the week after your period? And then bam, you're in your three weeks of like PMDD. You know, it's like this is Mm -hmm. pretty much every day, your entire year. So, yeah, I mean, that's overwhelming, too, is just like how to figure out how to deal with this and manage it. I was curious. Do you know what sparked this all? 
Because I remember you said like it was at the start of your relationship, you were doing great and then like never before. Did you ever find that answer? I'm sure like as we evolve in life and we get older, like our hormones change 100%. So that could be the answer. Mm -hmm. But I was curious if you knew it. So that was my first question to her was, did I do something wrong? When she told me that, I was like, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? Is there something that I'm doing that gave me, like gave me this? Is there anything that I can, I can do? And she basically told me that there's nothing, no way to pinpoint any type of one thing for a hundred percent certain what caused it. I have some suspicions just because I feel like the past three years I have experienced some really heavy traumatic events that I, some that I've talked about publicly, some that I will never talk about publicly, and that I've pushed down and really buried. And I have no science to back this statement at all, but I really do feel like, you know, stored trauma manifests in certain ways, and especially with women especially with hormones and energy. And I just, you know, I've been getting into some, so I'd be a little woo-woo and out there for some people, but I've been getting into some Chinese medicine and looking into Reiki healing and energy healing. And obviously I go to my therapist and we take a deep dive into those traumatic events twice a month. But I have a theory that this could have been caused from, you know, me just bottling it up, bottling it up, pushing it down, pushing it down. And it, it had to come out some way. Yeah. It had to manifest some way. And it just, you know, I, it finally came to a head. I do not think you sound woo-woo. I 100% believe that things that we go through emotionally and mentally have a physical manifestation because I think it's holistic. Mm-hmm. Mind, body, soul is all connected. Thanks for being so open about it. Everyone, whether it's this exact journey, is trying their best and going through their own shit. And I had no idea like what this conversation was going to be today. I didn't I didn't know that it would lead us where we were. But I've really been just so impacted by your vulnerability, by your humbleness talking about this and being so open. And I just really appreciate it. And I know so many people are going to be impacted as well because the amount of people that DM me anytime I like bring up PCOS with the questions and the confusion. And then mm-hmm. same thing, I feel helpless. I don't I don't have all the answers, but thank you. And and, and as well, being transparent about depression and mental health and anxiety. And I, I do want to hear like, do you have anything fun coming up this weekend? What's been bringing you joy? And last words for anyone who's ending this podcast, like, fuck, I feel like I'm at the start of my tunnel. Yeah. Honestly, I think that I would just tell women to never be satisfied until they feel like they've gotten an answer that they are at peace with when it comes to their body. I don't care how many doctors you have to go to. I don't care how many prescriptions you're offered. If you feel like a non-prescription way or route is best for you and your body, follow that. You need to do what you feel is best for you. And I, I promise you, you know, it might not be the first, second, third, fourth, or even the fifth doctor. But if you have enough courage and perseverance and belief in your strength and your resilience to go see the sixth doctor, I promise you that there are people that want to help. There are answers. There are women that are going through similar situations. And I just hope that I can be 
a point of relatability for any woman that's going through similar situations. And even if you don't have PCOS or PMDD, but you're, you know, you're struggling with mental health and you're sitting in that bed and, you know, you're listening to this and you're going on day 14 in that bed and you don't see that way out. I just want you to know that it, it gets better. And that one foot in front of the other is really what it takes. There's been a lot of things that have been bringing me joy lately. And I've started to, I think people could kind of see it a little bit more, but I feel like my personality is coming back. It's my social media. Um, I'm talking more on social media. I'm in a phenomenal, loving, caring relationship. That's a whole nother podcast. I know. We didn't get to talk about that, but I'm I'm so happy for you. You you deserve love (laughs) and I love your love. Thank you. And, you know, my family, I've been blessed with such a supportive family and mom that you saw, like, they truly keep me going in my community on social media, my of all you athletes. I don't think that they realize how they saved me in my darkest moments. Those messages, while at first they were a little bit overwhelming, looking back at those messages and I had athletes create a video montage that they sent to me, checking in on me. They have no idea how much that meant to me and how much that truly get me out of bed and give me a reason and, and re- give me a why again to keep going. So I just really am so grateful for my community. And I just... You know, one of you guys and I mean it. One of you mean it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, that is so sweet. They made the video. Just thank you so much, Danielle. You're the best. And I so appreciate you coming on RealPod and being so open. And I hope that that joy keeps coming for you. Thank you. Me too. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.